I want to. Um, I want to redo last night's show so fucking bad. We're not doing it though. Nope. Why did you already post it? No, but yeah, you know, well, it's already on the website and ready to go. Dude, it's just like it's so bad. Well. It, so Hold on. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. Bordering in Wonderland, the Twilight Zone shouldn't be too difficult for you, should it? Sure. The state of being at ease. You're the champion of the fleet when it comes to being at ease, pal. I don't understand, sir. You're the chief boatswain's mate on board this ship. You run the deck division. You handle the boats rigging in and out. You supervise the heavy equipment. And eight or ten other cardinal duties you're responsible for, not the least of which chief boatswain's mate, Bell, is the proper securing of the whale boat. Contact bearing 280. 1,100 yards. Echo quality is sharp. Evaluate as possible submarine, but not moving. Plotting dead in the water. DIW, shift to listen. Sounds like... Sounds like hammering or something, sir. Bridge, sonar. Have sonar contact bearing 280 degrees, true range 1100 yards. Sounds like a metal object. Incident 100 miles off the coast of Guadalcanal, time the present. The United States naval destroyer on what has been a most uneventful cruise. In a moment, they're going to send a man down 30 fathoms and check on a noisemaker. Someone or something tapping on metal. You may or may not read the results in a naval report, because Captain Beecham and his crew have just set a course that will lead this ship and everyone on it into the Twilight Zone. Hello, citizens. I'm from Phoenix, damn diehard West. Whatever it was. I am Frank <laughs> Hook, Line, and Sinker. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's episode 123 of this program, which means Frank has been on since episode 37, and he finally cut the intro. He he cut around it. Yeah, the first uh, that first part you heard was let's see. You these are hours, so let's see. Uh, two minutes twenty eight seconds. So I cut that down to about. 13 seconds. Uh, the second one that you heard was, uh, let's see there. Uh, uh, all the time we saved is gone now. Seconds. One minute, 11 seconds. I cut that down to about 18. And then you heard the intro. I appreciate you, it. I really, welcome. really do. I'm sure the listeners do as well. And because I did that, you're going to let us redo the podcast podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, the, today's episode is 402, The 30 Fathom Grave. I'll make it hurt the rest of the show if you don't. You do. You got to do, man. So season four, I, this episode did not need to be an hour. It, it didn't. 
I'm sorry. I, I know you like this episode. I like it too. Way like too long. For nostalgia reasons. Yeah. There's a yeah. few reasons. There's a few other reasons I like this episode. Plus, I love submarines. Like, when I see a submarine, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, lube up that fucking torpedo. Yeah, shove it in a fucking hole. Oh, God, damn charges. <laughs> Real men in beards. The smell must be just atrocious. It smells like sex. I mean... Well, it's not really a submarine episode. It's close enough, good enough. <laughs> I guess. I mean, there's a few different other <coughs> talk. There's a few different other. <coughs> Sorry, dying over here. <coughs> <laughs> there's a few. Uh, there's a few other submarine episodes. No, maybe with two, maybe two submarine episodes. I'm trying to think here. Uh, like the one where the spotlight's <laughs> tracking them on the fucking bridge. On the, on the boat. <laughs> we haven't done that one yet. No, we haven't. Um, that, that's a redux, actually, isn't it? Or is that season five? I don't, I don't think we've done that one. It's either season five or redux, then. What? I don't think I've done it. So it must be season five. Yeah, I'll have to look. Okay. Um, but Passage on the Lady Anne, maybe? No, if maybe? that's it, we haven't done it. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's some reason that... And there's a submarine in this. That's the only other two I can think of. Yeah, we don't really see the submarine that much. Well, you truth be told, we don't see a, a submarine at all because that's a joke for a submarine. And 30 fathoms down, you're not going to see that much light. <laughs> no, I, I'm not faulting the episode on that. I'm just saying it's not really a submarine episode. It's kind of like the, the premise is based around a submarine, but it's not about the submarine. It's about the it's, characters on the like battleship. Uh, yeah, but it's also about the submarine too. It's not the location of this episode is not a submarine though. Uh, eventually, it becomes the location. Well, oh, they board it. I see what's happening here. It's about a submarine, tink, guys. Tink. tink. <laughs> this is a submarine episode. Let's just let's just go into Frank's fantasy here and wishes, and just say it's a submarine episode. I'm not going to argue the. The fact that it's not. My, grand, my grandfather and I watched this episode exactly probably in my life five hundred times, easily. The same guy that you got obsessed with Hunt for Red October. No, Das Boot, right? Yes, Das Boot. Yes. yes, I fucking despise submarines. I I don't. I I can't imagine. I have some notes here. We'll get to, but I just I just can't. That's a my hell right there. Being on a submarine. Oh my god, it is, dude. Have you ever been on a World War II submarine? Like, for real, for real? Who who has? Me. And where do you live? Philly. By the ocean? The naval shipyard? Yes. I have not ever lived <laughs> near a naval shipyard. I have my whole life, so I've been on a World War II submarine quite a few times, yes. Yes, you realize... <laughs> Growing up in landlocked states my whole life and living in there my whole life, never been near a naval shipyard. Yes, you have, and you didn't even know it. You grew up in Detroit, didn't you? No. Close enough, didn't you? <laughs> Several, I hated Detroit. Well, they have submarine ports in, uh, you know, Lake Michigan, Lake Superior, um, Lake Ontario. And apparently uh, there's another lake somewhere in Idaho. I, think, I, want, I want to say it's, that it's a they, corn subterranean. 
Okay, yeah, this is a conspiracy. Oh, God. Frank's conspiracy fun fact corner. No, this is a conspiracy theory. Now, they do... Okay, the lake is big enough, and they do have submarines in it, and they use it as a training facility, right? However, the the conspiracy is that there's a subterranean cavern system that leads from that lake out to sea someplace because there's really nothing feeding the lake to make it that full of water and it's very deep apparently. All right. So, Except the rain and no sun to soak up that rain. No, it's just very high. Like it's not supposed, you know how lakes are where people, you know, drains, you know, Look it up. You see what I mean? I try to look up anything for that. Yeah, uh, if anybody's interested, look it up. It's there a, you go. You know, it's a conspiracy that you know we have submarines that can leave there and come. And in the I, end, who cares? I don't believe it. I, I yeah. don't believe it. Well, it's like, as all conspiracies go, I hear the conspiracy and I go, oh, who cares? Good for you. So you probably don't believe in any conspiracy. I believe the Kennedy conspiracy is the only one I'll get behind because that is some weird shit there. Yeah, I you know what that that the Bruder film is very questionable. I have to admit, that's there's a, a few inconsistencies there. Yes, that's the only one you can convince me that something happened other than what they're saying because it just doesn't make any sense. What the the official story is doesn't make any sense to. A, a casual observer doesn't make any sense. And that's those are the conspiracies I believe in. Where it's like, no, it didn't happen like that. Come on, guys. Now, have you ever been to the Gra- uh, Grassy Knoll? And have you ever been to the Books Depository? No, I can't go to Dallas. Why? I had... Dallas, Dallas and my family have, has a re- weird relationship. Where I... So many people in my family and like friends from my hometown have gone to Dallas and died. Like a bunch. It's weird. So I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and not go there. Just going to not chance it. So the West family, when they go south, they die? Well, it's like, uh, I don't want to go into detail here, but uh, like. So you're like the Starks going to King's Landing? Yes. <laughs> we don't make it. The we so my my dad's brother or my, my my brother's dad rather, he he went to Dallas and died in a car wreck, and then a kid from my high school went to Dallas in my class or two like a grade ahead of me, and then died. The only black kid in that grade <laughs> died. Token died. Yeah, he died. He's dead. And then I don't know. I can't remember the other ones. Me and my mom sat down and like scoped out who died in our family, and they were all Dallas. <laughs> like I'm like, okay, not gonna go there, right? What's so random? Exactly. That's I'm like, okay, just gonna not go there. So, and uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna go there. I'm just not gonna risk it. It's not worth it. There's nothing in Dallas I want to see. Like when I go watch the fucking Dallas Dallas Mavericks game, and I hate the fucking Cowboys. So it's even more reason for me not to go. Dallas is is the most nothing ass plot of land I've ever been at. There is nothing there. They like, have that building Dallas. that glows really? green, and that's it. I was there once because we we uh, our connecting flight. The pilot told us the wrong connecting gate, and Dallas Airport is humongous. 
So if you go to the wrong goddamn connecting gate and it's leaving soon, you're fucked. Yeah, there's some airports like that. Um, O'Hare, Atlanta, Houston. If you're at the wrong gate and you have less than an hour, you are fucked. Yeah, that's what happened to me at Dallas. You're like, oh, don't worry. Uh, don't worry. Uh, just so you know, citizens, uh, passengers, we have arrived at Dallas, Dallas Airport. And uh, if you are more than an hour away, uh, go ahead and uh, reschedule your flight. And uh, best of luck. And I totally fucked you today. I said we arrived 45 minutes early. We're an hour and a half late. And uh, best of luck. And, uh, you know, be sure to blame me later, but you don't know uh, who I am. Pilots talk in, in a language and a cadence that only pilots speak in. It's like a pilot. That must be one of the classes when you become a pilot. It's how to drag out between. You don't you don't just have sentences that end. You go uh, between the sentences. It's bizarre. Why? Like, why <clears throat> is, is airplane stuff so low-hanging fruit for comics, but it works to... Be, oh, comics, if you're a traveling comedian, what do you think they're going to talk about the most? The most irritating fucking thing they have to deal with all day long. Yeah, that's true. That, that's why. And everyone can relate to it. There, There's a uh, pilot um, who flew uh, the the um, Blackbird, the SR-71, right? And he tells a story. He's not a comedian. But he tells a story about him flying from wherever he was flying from to like he did like a big triangle like from New York to LA took him 63 minutes and from LA to San Francisco took like uh, about seven minutes and then he went this way they refueled and you know and for and for some reason like pilots would like to pilot pilots like to you know call different um, tra- air traffic control to get their uh, true ground sp- speeds to make sure they're all their instrumentations are um, accurate yeah and but what it becomes is a dick measuring show <laughs> to see who's going the fastest right did you just say it took him 63 minutes to get to new york to la yeah yeah that's what right. the fuck is he flying sr-71 blackbird okay oh sorry you said that i missed it i thought he was taking it's a commercial awesome airline i'm like no he did not <laughs> It's, it is a really awesome story. It's like, I would say it's about a minute and a half long. He did that and without refueling? What? He did that no, without he, refueling? They, they refueled after they banked right at uh, over L.A., went to above San Fran, Seattle, and then they banked right and over Idaho, they refueled. Yeah. It, it was just a training uh, flight just to get hours in. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, his story is hysterical because you hear everybody doing and and all the traffic controllers and he's doing the voice of all the traffic controllers and everything. So <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it justice, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty it's pretty interesting actually. Do you think we should talk about the episode at all? Maybe maybe. Oh maybe. yeah, we're, we're 15 and a half minutes in. We have not talked about oh, this yeah. episode. So, okay. Um, <laughs> Basically, so we're hearing a tinka tinka tinka, a tinka tinka tinka, a tink, a tink. Oh, before a you tink. play a clip, let's set up the basic episode. God. Um, South Pacific, 1963. They show a bunch of stock footage. Um, Guadalcanal. Yeah, the ship is not prepared for a storm. Chief Bell 
is our main character in this. He seems like a slow, childlike, retarded character. Well, he's not feeling too well at this point. He also seems like he's slow beside that. He, he well, talks like, I don't think he, 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 he would like become he's... a chief on a boat if he was slow. I think it was just because he wasn't feeling good. I, I, I guess. Okay, he's fair enough. Like how he is. Won't argue that. But they're aboard this like battleship in the South Pacific. He's he starts to like really not feel well, and then the, the most of the episode. This is a a simple as fuck episode, and basically is just him talking to a doctor and talking to the commander of this boat, and then the the commander of the boat keeps telling a guy to go down in a in, to to the submarine that they keep hearing this tink 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 from. And really, the episode I just described right there. That's it. That's really it. There's nothing else. I remember saying, does the captain need to tell him what he's telling him outside of the water? Couldn't he, couldn't he just stay down there and told him? No, because then they moved. They, they had to go back down there to see if they see the number. 714, that's ours. Give me that book. Like, did you know it was yours? Or do you need the book? <laughs> like, one would think... I need the book first, 714. It's ours. <laughs> I, I think it's 714. That I recognize those first numbers, like a credit card, like four's Visa. If it starts with a four, it's Visa. It starts with a five, it's MasterCard. That's the world I come from. I can tell you anything beyond that, but that's what I think that's kind of what it's like. Like a 714, that's our boat. What specific boat is this? I want to say you're wrong so bad. How about what? The number. What? In World War II, every country had numbered their boats in the sequence that they were made. Germany made for right around eight. It was like a thirteen hundred U-boats. Well, were you worried this, about offending me? I'm I'm guessing here. I'm, I'm depositing a suggestion of maybe that's why he recognized the numbers, but then not the rest. No, and that's why I said, no, that doesn't make any damn sense because even the U-boats had numbers on the side of their hull and then it would have been a number, 714. There was a U-714 in the German, you know. There's a U-571. I know that because they made a movie with Harvey Keitel. It was terrible. And that's why I say I hate. So I watch it every damn time it's on. <laughs> Good cast, bad movie. Matthew, yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Like, <laughs> you want to talk about now this episode and that movie do the same thing that drives me insane. Every single time they talk to each other, they use a nautical <laughs> submarine metaphor or. Something boat, fish, water, metaphor, back and forth. Back, metaphor, 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 metaphor. That's it. Harvey Keitel is like, you know, you can't act like that. That will, that will put the crew, you know, like, oh, God. Fucking Skype. Go to hell, Skype. What? You can hear me? I heard. Harvey Cattell's it. <laughs> That's what, like a dolphin. That's all I heard. It's still freezing up. 
<sighs> yeah. Skype has fucked us two days in a row. The podcast, podcast episode 44, which Frank is consistently saying we need to redo because of things like this. But uh, we're not doing it. But this is... Sound great to me. You sound you great now. Those... It still says poor network connection. Connection's perfect. Doesn't say that on mine. It just went away. It's see. Here's my problem. Let's just bitch about Skype for a second. Skype's fine. We we've, we've used it for years now with with minimal issues. A couple episodes we lost Frank for a second. That's to be expected. The last two days though, Skype has been fucking up like crazy. My network connection's fine. Nothing has changed. It ha- it's full bar. It's plugged into the goddamn modem. It's there's no issue. I'm running everything else just fine. Yeah, like I'm I'm on Wi-Fi and everything's just fine. There's no poor network connection. Nothing. Yeah. I can hear you fine. You haven't cut out once. You sound great. You're not even lagged just a little bit. Yeah. It's it's not it's not either of our computers. It's not. It's Skype. Skype is just. I don't know, piss poor the last couple of days, but let's let's continue. So, do you want to play a clip there? You said you were you look like you were prepared to play something. Yes, I was. What is the clip? Do you want to set it up at all? Or just play it. Uh, basically, um, it's uh, <clears throat> it's the next clip after the intro. I have it's fifty seconds. That's when he goes in the radio room. How long have you been in contact? About three minutes, sir. This is what they're hearing, pretty much. It's a funny one. Sure sounds like tapping on metal, doesn't it? That's what I think, sir. Bridge, change course to zero three zero and reduce speed to five knots. Bridge on. Try making contact by underwater telephone. I've already tried. No response, sir. I, what the fuck is an underwater telephone? The radio? But uh, that doesn't reach out. That's why they have sonar. It's like, did they lower down a cord? Like, you know, the receiver? With the little boinga doinga. Yeah, it's like, is it, is it a string? Genesis 414 calling. Like, <laughs> Klondike, 515. Yeah, that sort of thing. I I don't know. That's Bill Bixby, though, from uh, Incredible Hulk fame, in case you're curious. Didn't know. Don't know. Yeah. I, I, I love myself some original Incredible Hulk. I don't like... Is it weird that I like the 70s Incredible Hulk? Or, I guess, probably 80s. Yeah. More than I, anything else Incredible Hulk afterward? Uh, no. And original Incredible Hulk was Bill Bixby, Bill Bixby, as uh, Bruce Banner, and I think they thought his name was gay, so they changed it to David Banner. And then that's the quote from the producer. And then they, he, he's he's uh, Bruce Banner, and he would get angry and then turn into a green ripped out Lou Ferrigno, which is bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember it. Good show. Check it out. Better than the Twilight Zone. I can't say that. I I had poor network connection there for a second, but now I don't. Yeah, Skype can go fuck itself. I'm sorry if today's episode is a shit show. 
this is our our return after our break, and Skype is fucking us. So don't blame us. We we do apologize for that. And We're, and also, this is two days in a row. You know, this like, I try, I I tried to use my Lenovo because I figured Windows and Windows, I'll just I'll limit the amount of crossover systems. You know. Yeah, but yeah, because we're both using Apple. When Skype is a Windows thing, but just Skype is just so easy. We've been using it for three, three. I've been using it over four years now. Yeah, you know, all of my software and everything is geared towards it. I need to use it for my main show because I I have drivers on every week. Skype is really good for that because they're not the smartest people in the world, and Skype is very simple to to use. You know. It's very simple too. Everyone has it. it it's a, it is a cross-platform program, and it just the last two days. And when I say I do apologize, but we have done. Frank's been working on his side. I restarted my computer like six times a day to see if it would help. This is on Skype at this point. We've done our our due diligence. This is completely on them. We've done all we can. Apologize, but we should move on. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's a lot of, sorry, you can prepare something. So it's a lot of, uh, basically they hear that tink, tink, tink. It's a lot of, uh, what is it, Chief Bell walks out and he talks to David B- or uh, uh, Bixby about the sound down there. It's a lot of like Spielberg shots where it's people just looking at stuff that you don't see. <laughs> this, this is a Spielberg shot. Watch any Spielberg movie, you'll see a group of people watching something and you don't ever see what it is. And they're just like all staring off screen. And that's like Spielberg's famous for that. And then they're listening to the tapping, and one guy's like, Ghosts, man. Ghosts. Oh, I got that one. Yeah, I love it. Matthew McConaughey. Had a kick in the head. What do you suppose it is? Ghosts, man. Ghosts. <laughs> like, Easy Rider. It sounds like a dialogue from Easy Rider, like Peter Ghost, Fonda. Man. Ghost, you dig it? It's ghosts. You need to hear a the sound of a burning joint between those two. Ghosts, man. Ghosts. <laughs> well, he exhales. I, I I love how they need to be in the radio shack with the speaker on to hear this tink tink. But all the rest of the crew, they're standing outside and yeah. they just fine. They're out looking over the rail at the ocean, the blank fucking ocean going, I hear that, man. Ghost, bro. <laughs> like, I'm sorry if I'm on a, a battleship and I hear tink, tink, tink. I'm freaking out. That's not normal. I suppose. Yeah, it's they. it, it affects him so bad that Chief Bell passes out and the doctor wakes up or he wakes up and the doctor's just sitting there like staring at him. He's like, oh, you, you passed out there. We we're worried. Uh, you're like a, sh- you feel like a shipwreck. And I'm like, maybe you shouldn't, while you're on board a ship, compare someone to a shipwreck. So I mean, metaphor. Not good taste. Nautical metaphor. Over and over and over and over and over. No. It, it, it doesn't stop the entire show. I'm going to be honest. I have zero. I'll, not zero. If I could rate my enthusiasm for this episode in talking about it, 12% would be my number. Like I said, it just helped. Like, I just. I mean, like basically, so they, so they start to come to the conclusion that 
it, it's a submarine because sonar picks up a big, large metal something or other down there that they can somehow figure out as a submarine. I don't know how they do that. Because uh, when you go, you know, when you run silent, right, they can't hear you or see you, right? I, I, maybe they could tell how far away it is based off how the, the sonar and they, they that's the floor. Yeah, but you'd be hearing this ping, ping, ping sound over and over and over. You know, the typical jinging, jinging, jinging. You know, that, that's what you would hear. That's what active sonar is, but it gives your position away right away, too. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what you would be hearing. You would just be hearing nothing at all. Like, oh, I got it on the scope. Like, do you know? Yeah, and they hear it like they are they have a microphone cord going down the ocean to the ship. It's not a... Bloom, bloom. They have a it's they, the... They do have, well, they do have a microphone underneath the ship, yeah. No, you know, going down, though. They hear it like it's right next to them. Oh, I know. I know, I know. It's insane. <clears> that, so then... Let's send the diver down. So we send the diver down five freaking times. <laughs> and he's in the big, you know, Cuba Gooding Jr., you know. Uh, yeah, the. <laughs> what's that movie called with De Niro? Oh, fuck. It's called a. Um, the Men of Honor. And yeah. he, he gets basically the big, big metal helmet with the, the. The oxygen is actually a cord. You know, a tube that runs up to the to the surface, right. which is terrifying. <laughs> if I were that guy, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Just so many things that could go wrong. If a, if a shark swims astray, you're fucked. Yeah, exactly. Or if you know, like another submarine comes by and snags your line, you're going for a ride. That was cool. <laughs> Did you watch that movie? Like, actually. Yeah, it was great. You like it? Okay. I thought it was cheesy as fuck. It had some cheese, but I, I the end was inspiring. It's a true story. Yeah. So. I, I do like those two movies. Uh, I don't want to say this. Men of Honor reminded me of that. I don't know if you watched that episode of Shitty Movie Showdown where I watched the USS Indianapolis with Nick Cage. Yes, it did. Very cheesy, but there's scenes in that movie I didn't know. I don't know anything about the World War II like you do. I didn't know it, they get shipwrecked. the 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 boat crashes and they sink, and then everyone survives. But they get slowly picked up, picked off by sharks. So I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, "Oh, this is cheesy as hell." And I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> it's brutal." They get eaten by sharks. I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> like caught me so off guard. You didn't see that coming from watching Jaws. I don't like Jaws. Did you ever see it? I did. Not a movie I enjoy. Speaking of Spielberg. Remember when Quint was talking about... Um, no. What? <laughs> no. Okay, well, anyway, for the, for, for the rest of the world that did like it... Yeah. It has, it has seen it a thousand times. Quint talks about how he was on the USS Indianapolis. And he talks about how... They delivered the bomb, and on their way back, they got torpedoed, and they would huddle into groups of, of uh, they would huddle into circular groups, and tiger sharks would come in and start feasting on them all. Yes. So it's it's uh, when I watched the movie and he started, I saw that what happened. And I'm like, 
I, I did have flashbacks of uh, Robert Shaw doing that whole scene. I did. I, I, I'm pretending like I don't know Jaws that well. I do know. I, I remember that scene. I, I didn't associate it with it until I saw it, if that makes sense. I saw it and I'm like, oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Like, I knew that, but it was kind of hidden. But I do remember, like, that is one of my favorite scenes from that movie, from Jaws. I don't like Jaws that much, though. It, that entire scene in Jaws was improvised by uh, uh, Robert what's, Shaw. What's his face? Robert Shaw. That? Shaw, yeah. yeah, Robert Shaw. Yes. That entire scene was improvised. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Jaws is a very, very well-made movie that I don't give a shit about. Because all I can focus on during that, and I brought it up during my Ocean episode of Things That Will Burn in Hell, is... Oh my god, there's a shark out there. Oh, don't go in the fucking ocean for a while. It'll go away. The end. That's, yeah. That's all they, I can think about. They even came up with that um, scenario in the movie. But they didn't do it. Well, no, that's because the mayor... Yeah. I, oh, yeah, I get it. I, I do. Trust me. But still, if you're a citizen of that community... Of what the fuck's it called? I know the community name. Do you? Oh God, I do. What is it? Uh God. Anyway, I'm not going to spend any time on this. What? Amity. Yeah. So if you're a citizen of that, of the Amityville horror, don't go <laughs> near the god. If there's a if there's a beach and and you you find out if you go in the ocean you get eaten by a shark, I don't give a shit what the fucking mayor says. I hear that story and I go, okay, staying out of the ocean for a while. Beach as well, stay open. Yeah, but then this thing in reality, the citizens would go, no, I'm good. I'm gonna stay away for a little while. Uh, 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 Jerry, nobody's going in the ocean. Well, I got my my suntan lotion on and I got my hat and uh, you know there's sand and uh, some sun, yeah, but nobody's going in the water. So, please, take your children. Go in the water. <laughs> Think about this. What does the mayor get out of... I, I get the part where he wants people to go to the beach to spend money at the vendors that are there to you know, promote local economy. I get that part. Them going in the actual water doesn't raise money. It doesn't raise the funds. It doesn't help the economic prosperity of Amity, Amityville. I don't know why you're saying that. So they come back the next year. So so you come back the next year. You're not going to come back the next year if you heard 45 fucking people get eaten by sharks at your goddamn beach. Well, you will when you start realizing nobody's going in the water and you start asking why. Oh, the news. There's news reporters in that movie that are reporting on that on the shark attacks. And a lot of people watch the news. Exactly. People fucking pick up on that shit, though. This is 1975. People watch the fucking news, Frank. Right. I'm just saying. But if they go in the water and nothing happens, then the news is null and void. It's just another, another, you know, move on to the next day's, you know, horrific shit that happened today. <laughs> but if your plan is, if I heard someone got eaten by a shark yesterday, like in the movie, the opening scene with the girl gets eaten by a shark. And people, the next day, people are lined up at the fucking beach. And I'm like, why? Why are you there? Because they kept it quiet. If there's a fucking, like, blowjob factory down the road, and I heard someone get their dick bitten off, and I'm like, 
Uh, I'll wait a week. That's me. And and I'm like, where's this? <laughs> yes, where is this? I know where it is. It's down the road. But what? I'll wait. I'm gonna go ahead and wait till that person gets fired or whatever the fuck happens with her. Yeah, you'll wait till more people go into the blowjob factory and come out with their cocks still attached. That's the point. Go in the water, then they come back out without being eaten. I'm not waiting four hours, though. Oh, everyone's fine today. (laughs) No. You'd wait a year? Yeah, wait a year. That shark's gone by then. He moved on to greener pastures where he can eat more people. Not unless you close the beaches for the 4th of July. The biggest weekend. I don't know how you're arguing against this. I, I don't get it. I've watched the movie enough times to know why what his motivation was. You're arguing his motivation. I'm arguing the motivation of the citizens of this community. Right. And I'm trying to explain to you what the motivation was. And I don't agree with you at all. Zero percent. I'm not saying it was the right way, right thing to think. Right. I'm not saying it was the right way of, of thinking. thinking. Yeah. But that okay. Was, as long as you could say you don't think it's the right way of thinking, that's literally all I'm arguing. Um, now, Mr. Vaughn, that image up there is correct. <laughs> you and your... And you're not going to change your mind until this thing comes up and bites you right in the ass. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. Okay. I was trying to pinpoint what character you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that fucking laugh. <laughs> oh, brother. So, um, yeah. Okay. Can you hear me at all? I can. Are we? I was letting you do your Richard Dreyfus laugh for a while there. I, I love it. I, I mean, I can quote Jaws all freaking night if you'd like. It's a movie I I respect and I think it's a good movie. Personally, don't give a shit. That's how I feel about it. Like, I want to read... Like, Das Boot, Das Boot, same way. Okay, fair enough. That's okay. I'm not trying to make you do a review on Das Boot with me or anything. Didn't say you were. You tried before, but yeah. I got got Dan to do it. (laughs) Dan Lefebvre? Yeah. Really? Dude, he he went all out. He, he, He dedicated it to my grandfather. He bought the novel. He bought a book with a bunch of pictures in it, right? He did an amazing job, and after he was done, he sent me every piece of research uh, material that he bought for that episode and sent it and mailed it to me. Wow, that's a commitment. Let's see if he's available right now to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about it a few times, actually, on Way Off Topic Radio. Just me and him. Can you hear me, Frank? Frank, can you hear me? Frank? Are you there, Frank? Yeah. Sorry. I didn't realize. I don't use Skype ever. That was on me. I tried to call Dan, and it disconnected me from you for a second. I didn't know it would do that. Sorry. I know how to add people. Hold on. I wanted to see if he was available. I, we're way off topic of this fucking episode, but you know what? Let's just quickly go through the rest. Go ahead. So they send a diver down, and I thought Rod was on the radio. Do you know if that's fact or not, if Rod was the guy that was on the radio with him? Or no? What? 
The, mm. No, I didn't think so. But I was like, it sounds like Rod. But, but I started really thinking of what would it take for me to dive to the ocean floor? And I'm like, I, if I had kids, three kids, and you had a gun to their heads, I'm sorry, kids. Nice knowing you. Uh, you're going to go ahead and die right now. I'm not going to the fucking ocean floor in one of those metal suits with a cord connecting me to oxygen. Precious, precious, precious oxygen. Uh, you're, you're dead. I will produce more. I will make your, your siblings, and they'll be way better. I'll tell your story to them. You're dead. I'm sorry. I'm not going down. Right. I, I, I told my, my two biggest fears are spiders. That's a real fear, arachnophobia, and the ocean. I'm not doing I, it. I'm with you on the ocean, but I don't care. Uh, uh, spiders, fine. I don't like snakes. See, uh, that's the other school of thought. A snake, I will pick up and throw it over there. Doesn't bother me. I'll pick the snake up with the shovel after I chopped its head off. So the way you feel about snakes, is it when you see it? Because this is how I, how I am about spiders. If I see a picture of a spider, I, I shrink to a little boy inside. I go, oh, like, no, like, terrified. And it, it's a rope that can bite me and, and move. It's terrifying. See, I can get my head around a spider. It's got legs. It can walk around. It's got, I, I mean, it can, it can shit out silk and make a web. It's pretty cool. You know, it, it's almost tool building in a way. Um, but a snake is just like, I, I got you, bitch. See, I feel the opposite for the same reason. Because a snake I will see coming. It has to, like, fucking move around. But a spider, I've literally been standing still and being like, Bloop, right next to me. I'm like, oh, motherfucker! And it's like, the fucking, uh, clapping around the bitch. Because it just will appear next to your face. And that's not okay. That's a fucking, it's an arachnid ninja. Fuck you. Get the fuck away from me. I'm not. I'm getting like upset thinking about it. Interacting <laughs> ninja. You you know their blood's blue. It's a true story. Great. I I don't. Let's move on. So there's lots of tapping and reporting from the diver when he's down there. I don't think about spiders. And he sends back. And the I don't. I have a quote written down. I don't know if you know what it means or who said it, but it says. Have him report to the sonar shack. And I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, it was, it was the captain telling him about the diver after he comes back up, you know, to report to the sonar shack. And the diver's wet. Don't yeah. know why the diver's wet. Yeah, that bothered you a lot. Shouldn't have been wet. I would hope not, because otherwise he'd drown. Exactly. It may, so, yeah. That, he was out of breath. <laughs> you didn't have to swim. They, they, they step on this plank and we'll pull you up. <laughs> yes, there are some issues there. I want to know what the sonar shack is. <clears throat> the sonar shack is—it's uh, literally a shack. It's on the top of the uh, the main. Uh, when you look at a battleship, it's in the middle, and you see yeah, all those with the windows. Yeah, it's literally a wooden shack that's on top. That's that's right there, and all the you know microphones and everything kind of comes into that one, you know, 
dark room almost. And uh, <clears throat> that's how they communicate. And that's why uh, in the movie Does Boot, um, I'm sorry, not the movie Does Boot, uh, the movie U571. Yeah. That's why with that uh, machine gun in the front, they, they, that, they focused on the radar shack so the German destroyer couldn't radio out that they were there. That's the radar shack. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Great. It's in the middle of, of the both big masts. So okay. everything can come in the center and go out to the bottom. Let's move on. Uh, that's good to know, though. I didn't know it was literally a shack. But let's, uh, there, let's move on. Of, so we're at yeah. 45 minutes now. <laughs> um, in so, a metal boat, it's made out of wood, but that's because they need, um, like, if it's in metal, then their signals can't go through yeah, the walls. Yeah, makes sense. So, <clears throat> Bell, when he hears about what's going on, he freaks out, he passes out again, and the doctor, do you notice when the doctor, when he wakes up again, the doctor's just standing there staring at him? Is that his sole job, to stare at this with, man while he's sleeping? With a cigarette. He, he's just standing there like a fucking creeper, like, hey, you sleep well. Hey. You know, he's taking his pulse every once in a while. He just didn't say it. Context. It's in context. He's a doc. That's what he does. He's the only guy in the infirmary. He's the only game in town for him. You know? Yeah. He was like, mm, I'm going to stare at my guys. His mighty staring woke him up. No, it was that tink, tink, tink. Oh, he heard that? <laughs> oh, says, says, settle down, chief. Settle down. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I love how he's just like, what the hell is this and that? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, you, the da 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 drive down, you know. Something yep, else. those are words. Those so are some words coming out of him. Those, 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 Any ideas, Captain? Oh, and even doesn't. Only every one of them nullifies the one ahead of it. If it's one of our subs, we would have gotten a report on it. Even if it's somebody else's, why haven't they gone out the torpedo tubes? Which brings us down to another common denominator. That sub was hit by shell fire. Whatever action took place must have happened within a period of hours, or else there wouldn't have been anyone still alive. But there's been no action. Or we'd have seen it, or heard it. Now put all that together and it spells nothing. <laughs> the clue is on its way back up, sir. Fine. Have him report to the sonar shack. Sonar shack. Um, had a pretty good sleep. Um, what's new from down below? Slow much. Scuttlebutt is we're going to try and take it in tow. Exactly. See, the scuttlebutt yeah. is? Fight it. Or act. I go up on deck and I never come back. 
Because I acted. Huh? Pretty, sound pretty nuts? No, you can't act. Don't you worry about what it sounds like. Think she's not. like maybe you better stay down here with me a little while. So much heavy breathing. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. He is terrible. Stay, stay down here for, with me for a while, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell anybody my secrets. You're about to dive overboard. You notice the diver looks like Clint Eastwood's brother? <laughs> that's, that's my I note. I was trying to place where <laughs> yeah, he looks just like him, just like a little stranger. Like a, like a was it Don Swayze? Patrick Swayze's <laughs> brother? He's like, he's in these car commercials now where he goes out and wrangles up some cars or some trucks. And I'm like, hey. It's Don Swayze. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a Don Swayze. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Look at look up Don Swayze if you get a second. He looks just like him, just creepy. Well, he's the only Swayze left. We got to hold on to the national treasure that we got. Yeah. All the brothers of celebrities look super creepy. Like uh, Frank Stallone just looks creepy. He looks date rapey. Every other Baldwin but Alec. And Alec is really fucking weird looking to begin with. Don... Alec can't decide if he wants to be a leading man handsome or going back to uh, Hunt for Red October or or just like fat and gross and alcoholic looking. He can't decide. He was great in that one movie with um, Damon and uh, everyone else that's famous. <laughs> Wahlberg, Damon. Oh, uh, Departed. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's great in that. He doesn't have a whole lot to do. He's basically angry guy, but yeah, fun. Yeah, but what he did, I liked. Yeah, effective. Even Martin Sheen were brought in there to be the old vets. Yep. Yep. So seven fourteen sank on August seventh, nineteen forty two. Oh yeah, I got this that. Is when we get our uh, great quote that Frank loves so much. I love it. There's somebody inside her, sir. I'll lay odds on that. What about the south itself? Clint Eastwood's Did you brother. Judge oh, I'd guess it'd be 300 feet, sir, with a 25-foot beam. She sounds like one of ours. She looks like one of ours. There were ballast tanks and uh, flooding ports on the underside. Hey, every submarine. <laughs> she wasn't stuck in tight. Deep, yes, but not tight. She seemed to be swaying when I was down there. Are you cold, McClure? <laughs> I've been warmer, sir. And you will be again. But right now, you're going to get colder. Get yourself some coffee and go back down. I want you to check her bow. She may have pulled herself loose, and you can read the number. Sonar. Sonar, aye. Radio report from Com 7th Fleet reports no sinkings of any kind. Authorizes us to remain on scene and operate at own discretion for salvage and rescue. Roger. If you can get me a number off her hull, we may be able to sleep tonight. With her. So dramatic. Here's your number, Captain. Seven one four. Seven one four. She's one of ours. Come on up here, McClory. Get yourself a broiled steak on me. Get that book with the hull numbers. Because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Seven one four. Seven one. Here it is. Seven one four. 
commissioned December 1941, sunk in action, First Battle of the Solomons, August 7th, 1942. August 7th, 1942. Well, that was 20 years ago. Well, Captain Beecham, who's down there? Who's inside that sub? Somebody who dies damn hard. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Someone who dies damn hard. <laughs> yeah. So it's weird. He's been 21 years in the Navy. The ship crashed 21 years ago. Hmm, must be unrelated. Yeah, I wonder if Bell is the guy anything to do with this. Nope. He was picked off a raffle of dead men from that from ship seven one four. Just him. Just just him. He's the sole survivor of this, and I don't know how you survive a. I don't know how you're the sole survivor of a submarine sinking. Pretty simple. Way you're on the top of the tower. Is that all? It's it when it gets shelled and they dive, and you don't go down the hatch. <laughs> I was hoping you said don't go chasing waterfalls. That, uh, that is also obvious. Yes. So, fucking Bell survived. That's why he's all freaked out and weird and, like, autistic-ish. Here, here we go, here we go. Sir, what do you know about Chief Bell? I know his rating and his service record. What else am I supposed to know? Well, I got him down there in sickbay, Captain. I know that. What's the trouble? Well, it's um, an illusion... Or a psychosis or whatever. I don't know. That's a little out of my line, Captain. I do know, though, that he needs help. Psychiatric help. Funny about some men. Bell, for instance. 21 years Navy. Served everything from a scout carrier. And all of a sudden, he cracks up like a dinghy in a storm. See? Another more metaphor. I never figured a man like Bell crack up. What you done? Well, I can't say, Captain, but... As for cracking up, that's what he's doing. Because I've been watching him down there in the sick bay. He has a look about him. I can't describe it. It's it's not a look you see very often. Usually it's an hour after a battle when the when the eyes face outward. But you know they're really looking inside. That's what he looks like. He like a like a man who's just been picked up off a raft full of dead men. Weird. That's what he looks like. <laughs> Like he looks like a man full of foreshadowing. So Bell oh, freaks out. He sees the class of kids from Changing of the Guard episode. Do you remember that one? The kids in the classroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He sees all those kids because they're all dead from war. And it's 31 and a half minutes into this episode before someone offers up a reasonable explanation, which is like swinging metal in the submarine. Frank's waving me on. Yeah. It was so odd how they did it. Come on. Come on. Come with us. Come play with us, Mr. Bell, forever and ever. And ever. Like, oh, that was so creepy. And he took his big wheel like, off to the... Spooky, spooky. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, um, let's see. Uh... Oh, we're at 55 minutes, so whatever you're going to play, make it short. Go on. This is the... I love this part. Just, just strap in, because after this, it's uh, sure. it, it's the outro. This is the end of the hour-long. Watch it. 
submarine so that that one down below us that that was my boat what's making the noise down there boats do you know what's it all about we were on the surface it, it was night I was a Signal? Put in a, a red filter uh, uh, on the uh, on the uh, no, signal light. Extending Otherwise, the runtime. Uh, chaps would have seen us. They would have seen the light. They would have found us. I understand. I don't know. God. But I don't know what happened. I uh, I, I dropped the uh, signal light. I can't, Frank. I can't. It's not my fault, this is how they acted. It's your fault you're playing this. It's pretty much the climax of the whole episode. Trap destroyers. Trust me, it, it, it pays off. They saw our light. They let us have it. Go to sleep. Go Straddle to sleep. Were they 100 feet away, Bell? <laughs> it's like... Yeah, Captain. And there's no such thing as just a signal man on the, on the submarine. That's all you do. That's, that, that, that doesn't exist. Oh my God! <laughs> it's infuriating to listen to this. I got flung over the side when that first salvo hit. See, he got flung over the side. And uh, all the time I. I could hear the delay to shoot further the episode into 45 minutes. On his dog tags. That's why he's freaking out. Now you listen to me. Listen to a little logic, a little reason. 
One man does not sink a sub. And one lousy circumstance does not decide a battle. And one case of sudden fear does not add up to a coward. Slept with it, you it around your neck, you've let it dig deep down inside and tear you to pieces. Now, let me tell you something, Bell. It's not deserved. It's not right. It's a dead weight guilt that you've blown way out of proportion to the fact that you know it. Do we need, the, do we need to play this still? Father, that sub was dead in the water and surrounded Why? by enemy craft. That was a crew that was doomed. He jumps overboard. The end. Frightened sailor didn't destroy that ship or kill off that crew. Bell, you've got to understand. A war did. A set of circumstances did. Bell, you've got to believe me. You've simply got to believe me. Or you should put in your... You've got to believe me. Is that why we listened? Not a gift. Oh, yeah, that, yeah I was going to pay off. <laughs> it is a Twilight Zone staple. I did cut that down, by the way. A lot. No. I almost feel like you double played some things. Cut the goddamn clip. It's so long. I'm going insane. So you cut the intro, but you fucked me here. <laughs> you didn't catch what I said. Then I went, when you don't have a window, just jump off the boat. <laughs> That's true. I wish I wish someone walked up with like an Anderson window right in front of. <laughs> I, I wish they were just walking by with a pain. So <laughs> like ah, uh, maybe we shouldn't warehouse our window panes on the boat. <laughs> Good God. Oh, that was so long. That was so long. That was like five to six minutes. How long is that clip? Um, like literally or what I got down to? Okay. Literally that clip is probably if I didn't cut it down to where I did do, it's like eight minutes long. That's so much of the episode. I know that was four minutes. I don't believe you. It felt like an eternity. It was six minutes. I'm sorry. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) But still, I I mean, I got two minutes out of that. All right. So uh, quickly glossing over and finishing up. The doctor says, I think it was him. Yeah, because he was kind of British-ish. He says a quote where he says, you didn't see a thing, not a bloody worshiping thing. And I'm like, what? Was a captain, actually. What does that mean, though? It's a weird. It's a weird phrasing of that. Yeah, I know. I, bloody worshiping. Get it? Bloody worship. Worship. Another worship. Metaphor. Worship thing. Dude, every single line in this episode was a nautical Pun. navy boat metaphor. Okay. Um, they find out there's eight men in the sub, one with a hammer, and then the guy's like, he's like, maybe that's what happened to, this is what happens after this, I don't want you to play the clip. 
And, uh, and he's like, maybe that's a story you'll tell your grandchildren. I'm like, that's a boring fucking story for your grandkids to hear. Your grandkids be like, I don't care, Grandpa, whatever. Can I play with Legos? Sure. Great. Get a hammer, big deal. So you're in yeah. war? Great, Grandpa. Eh, I'm building a castle. <laughs> and then Rod. Small naval engagement. The month of April, 1963. Not to be found in any historical annals. Look for this one filed under H for haunting in the Twilight Zone. H under what? Haunting. Haunting, okay. Next on Twilight Zone, a marvelously exciting excursion into a very strange place called Valley of the Shadow. You sound so enthused. Come to the probing mind of Mr. Charles Beaumont. And whether you're a science fiction buff, a fantasy lover, or just needful of some escape, this one should fill most of your requirements. At least we got Beaumont coming up. Yeah. I don't know what this episode is. I don't want you to tell me, though. I'd like to be caught off guard, because season four, I do not fucking know. This is why. We are dragging... You realize we've been doing season four for like four months, and we've done... This is the second episode. We are so unenthused to do this season, because fuck season four. (laughs) Honestly, I, I love The Twilight Zone. I really do. But season four... It's such a fucking drag. You know, you gotta take the good with the bad, of course, but wow. You know, we have 14 more episodes of this. Yeah, there's well more. There's there's 18 episodes in the season. We have 16 more. Oh, I thought there were 16, I'm sorry. Oh, I wish there were, Frank. I wish there were. Me too. Because on my DVD. You know how that next week I had to pause it because they play a you know a piece of next week's episode now in season four and uh, oh boy okay I got a taste of what next week is I can't wait I can't <laughs> wait so I I guess we'll say here it's an hour six in I meant to bring this up at the beginning I didn't put it in my notes though we we teased that we're gonna do. The Christmas episode. We, obviously, we didn't do that. I think we should do that, though. Eventually. Just not tonight. Not tonight. I agree. Skype and let us. Skype is being a bastard right now. Surprise, it let us go this long. Yes, and we are wrapping up here because we need to get out of here. So we'll get to that eventually. We do apologize for the uh, delay on that one. Um, but we had to finish this episode because we've prepared it for like a fucking month now. And I want to put out at least one episode in January, and this will be our January episode, I guess. <sighs> I, I'm so... Uh, season four is just like a big fucking roadblock on the way to season five. Yeah, and season five is... I'm looking forward to it, to be honest with you. I am. It, it's, I don't think season five is good. No. But it is way better than season four. And at least they're only a half hour. Yes. Well, those ones we can do our live commentary on. Season four, we will never do a live commentary on because it's not fucking worth it. No. no. So, because how many people are going to be able to watch it along with us? You know, how hard it is to get season four? 
You have to literally go out and spend a shit ton of money just to get season four. It's not available. It's so bad it's not available on Netflix. They they have every single other episode except this season. That tells you something. Oh yeah. It's it's a it's exposing. But uh, I want to get out of here. Let's just do our plugs and, and fuck the thirty fathom grave. I don't think it's a bad episode. I really don't. It's fine. It's too. It doesn't need to be an hour. This is one episode that needs to be fifteen minutes. Not not even the half hour episode. If if it was half the length with those really good lines and like you know when the captain and Bell are at the end, that was the only redeeming good part of it. That's why yeah. I did that because the acting was good. It was a climax part of the episode. It ended everything. Done. That's why I did that. Yes. And it sounds like I was shitting in the episode when how freaked out I was when you're playing that long clip. It's only because just the audio alone, without frame of reference for the, watching it in order, is excruciating. When you're watching it, it doesn't feel like, oh, and it's just like, I know what's going to happen. You can tell very early on what's going to happen. So eventually you're like, get to it. Get to, oh my God, they're still talking. Get Get to it. We know where it's going. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I know. So, I, I like the episode. It's not amazing. It's fine. It's a fine episode. It is. And that's all I have to say about it. Fair enough. Uh, plugs. No, Red Dragons Radio. Red, RedDragonsRadio.com and uh, at double LNKZ on Twitter. And uh, go to any, the IndieSportsCarPodcast.com. Twitter for that? Uh, just go to the website. Everything's there. Okay. Well, that was our Patreon plug as well. So There you go. Our Patreon hero, Indie Sports for Our Cop at. Indie Sports Car Podcast. There we go. Jesus Christ. So, yes. Um, go check that out. Seriously, do it. I, I command you. And send us... Uh, correspondence on Twitter or the email address loiteringinwonderland at gmail.com loiteringinwonderland, the name of the show at gmail.com so we do want to hear from you um, other than that uh, lawstudios.com youtube.com slash loiteringinwonderland and then the patreon.com slash loiteringinwonderland studios go there I just want to throw out that, you know, if you enjoy uh, our jibe together Check out the podcast's podcast. Another great show. You might like it. We Check should it do that from now on. Plug that show because we do that one together as well. Basically, quick elevator pitch. We review three podcasts of a certain theme each week and then destroy them. And it's fun. We just uh, Thursday here, a couple days after you hear this one, will be the album review podcast, which Skype fucked us, which you can hear what we're talking about in this one. Skype fucked us. Uh, yeah, I, and I, I felt bad because it was like one of our best shows that we. Uh, never mind. I, I've I've said enough. I've said it enough times. Just going to repeat myself. Yeah, it's 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 fine. Let's get out of here. Until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I am Franklin. I paused for dramatic effect. Did it work? I was. Uh, I, I was like, oh, Skype again. No, I was doing Mr. Bell. His his uh his phrasing. Hey, call mustard on me. I don't know what that means. So, uh, until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West! Uh, go check out the shows. I'm Frank Links. I'm Phoenix Died Damn Hard West. I love that line. It's a great line.
All right, let's go. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So long. So long.